This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. It's Theater Thursday, meaning we have a new episode. This podcast follows the development and execution of our new critically acclaimed show, Good Morning New York. We have two guests on today's episode, video editor, writer, and Good Morning New York director, Bridget Greeny is here. Hello, hello. And Morgan taking a video of me, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, She's an actress, singer, and comedian. Morgan DeTogny joins me as well. Hello. Oh, boy. We're going to be talking about what directors want today, what they want from actors, what they want from producers, where can you find spaces to rehearse, all that. Bridget spilling the beans and Morgan was early. <laughs> so now she's here. I get to learn all the secrets first. Yes. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she gets to hear them first and then... Uh, It'll be great. Okay, so let's start with our segment, Living the Off-Off-Broadway Life. Basically, it's where we talk about new developments of the show, what I did this week to uh, keep the show alive. So I didn't do much this week, but but there could be a cool development in the future. Um, I can't say too much about it, but I will say that Morgan knows, Bridget knows now. So three people know, and now you're going to know too. We had an interview at an Off-Broadway theater and we don't know if we got in, so we'll let you know, and we'll let you know when we know. <laughs> we hope we do. We're, uh, we're we'd love to be there. It's a cliffhanger. It's a yeah, cliffhanger. And that's all we have, and I'm I can guarantee you, I'll let you know the next episode. If you don't, if we didn't get it, if I don't tell you by the next episode, we probably didn't get it. So, <laughs> and I'll probably not mention it. No, I'll mention it. I got a loud mouth. Um, okay, so before we get into all this directing and 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 stuff let's start with this we're trying to get off broadway and we're selling shirts <laughs> to try to do it uh we have these shirts called living the off off broadway life mm-hmm. basically um every all the funds that we get from those go straight to our off broadway production we have all these options we have shirts for kids men women all the goods also i'm going to talk slower because i remembered last time i talked very fast so if you want a shirt go get one GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com. They're twenty bucks, and uh, don't forget while you're doing stuff for this podcast, ra- uh, rate and like our podcast on iTunes so it can help be seen by other people who also want to make a musical. Okay, let's get started, ladies. Ooh. Yes. All right, so we're gonna start with um, development and development. I kind of want to go way back to how I met Bridget. Way back when. Way back when. It feels like I've known you for years. Yeah. We only met in the last, this spring. But I feel like I've, right? Isn't that crazy? I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah, you've seen a lot of sides of me. (laughs) We've been through. We've been through it all. Yeah, seen the best in me, seen the worst (laughs) in me. I think actually out of all of my craziness, you two are probably the two people who have seen the most of my (laughs) emotions. My highs and my lows. You kind of handle it well, yeah, though. Yeah, You're definitely. very, like, leveled for all over the place. Oh, that's right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you handle it very, very well. I'm bouncing, like, 5,000 different things. Oh, that's good. Because I really feel like, woo, if anyone wanted to blackmail me, you two would be the two that would be able to. You'd be like, hey, I know what she did, and it's not good. All right, so, so here's how... Actually, you don't even know this story, how I even thought of getting a director. Do you know the story? No. Okay, so here's how I met a, I got a director. So 
Um, it was Dylan and me for such a long time for Good Morning New York. And then I was trying to get investors and try to do a reading. And I had a lot up in the air the same way that I do right now. And I had a meeting with industry folk. And one of those people was Steve Tate, the marketing whiz and the marketing manager of Rent during its national movie launch. So he was the one who was like, oh, yeah, get a director and get a GM. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, well, he worked on Rent. He knows what he's talking about. I'm absolutely going to get a director. And uh, put feelers out there. A friend of a friend introduced me to you and never looked back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I, I had some other ideas for directors, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll meet around with a bunch of people. I had one meeting with Bridget, and that's, yep. <laughs> and I'm proud. Yes. So uh, let's talk about that meeting. <laughs> yep. So before the meeting, I read the script, and I listened to all the songs in order. And, like, the second I listened to, I forget what the first song was at that point in time. Swept but Away? Was it Swept Away? I listened to that song, and I was just like, I'm in. I hope that this works out because I really loved the music. It was like a very um, just great ensemble. It was the right amount of humor and then contemporary musical. And I was like, oh, I want to work on this so badly. And it was very much my style of comedy. So I was like, oh, I can I could do this well. So I was really excited to meet you. I was just like, I hope this goes well because I really do think like like I would be a good fit. I think that's so important for a director, not only to like, get along well with the creative team, but also to especially with comedy to really like mesh with the script itself. What I remember was it was so easy because we went to an Irish bar. I love those Irish pubs. Morgan knows. Morgan <laughs> always an Irish bar. I'm always hitting on them. I never get anywhere with them. <laughs> so let's get back to you. Um, we, so we went to the bar, and I remember that um, yeah, you liked the script, and I remember how easy it. I th- I thought it was very easy because you're like I'm in, and I'm like hmm. Yeah. No. That's surprising. No, I thought it was very easy too, and I was like, I wonder how many, I wonder how many other directors she's talking to, and I wanted to know your take on the script because you were like, it's still in development, and like kind of what that whole process was going to be. Because at that point, I didn't even know if you had a cast or not yet, so I didn't know how far. I think I knew you were planning for a staged reading, mm-hmm. and then I, if I were to do it, I was going to sign on after, but I didn't know kind of more than that and how much was going to change after the staged reading. Right. So. That meeting was really interesting to hear kind of where you wanted to take it. Right. And I thought, yeah, because I definitely, you were the, I mean, it was pretty quick with you. I remember right when I put out that, oh, I should get a director, within days, I think we had our meeting. And so um, that was great. Quick question. Where did you find Bridget? It was like a friend of a friend's friend. And then Mm -hmm. um, they put us in touch. Jackie sent me the script. I think I read it in like a day. And then the next day I was like, yeah, I'll meet. Yeah. I always, so you didn't like post it anywhere. I didn't post it. You just kind of it. had friends. And I had an idea. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll definitely see the friend of a friend because I, I liked uh, Bridget. And I was like, oh, I like what I like her website and I like what she's about. And um, I met with her first and I had a list of other people from the pit who I was going to reach out to as well. But after the meeting with you, I'm like, oh, no, yes. that's that's it. I, <laughs> I like that. And that's that's good to go. She yes. people from the pit were more like sketch comics and they could direct and they're funny. But I think think you had the theater background. I was like, let's do dance numbers. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and I'm really happy yeah, about that. Sold me. <laughs> sold me too. So a question though, if I would have offered it to you for free, would you would have taken it? With the, like right at first refusal for off Broadway? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> not, not, not to say, not to say that I wouldn't Just... have without that because I did like the script so much, but that is, um, 
Yeah, that's huge for a director who didn't write a piece. That's huge to find because usually whoever, whether it's good or bad for the piece is depending on, I think, the the script. But usually a director is also either the creator or the composer or something. So to find a script that you attach with where I could like just be the director and choreograph a couple of the numbers, that was like, wait, really? I can, I can just do... Because usually with like lower budget theater, you have to do 5,000 different aspects and you usually are the writer. So that was just a cool opportunity alone. Um, but yeah. I agree to pay. I, and I still would pay for future. If we were to do it again, I would still pay mm-hmm. when I do it. Um, if I do, not if, when I do when. other productions <laughs> in the future of different shows, I'd still mm-hmm. pay as well. It's definitely a good precedent to set. And then you get the reputation that you're somebody, even if it's just a little bit, that you're somebody who pays... And then that is always a good reputation, especially right. I think for Morgan. You can speak. I think for actors, mm. especially because it's like you never, you know, it's such. You could get like a big wig producer signed on, and they're like, "My best friend has to be the lead," so you don't even have as much security in other contractual aspects yeah. of it. I mean, non-union, non-equity acting life is yeah. rough, mm-hmm. right? But there is the whole range of production. And we're going to get to that in a future episode. We have an episode in a few yes. weeks that you're going to want to stick around to. We're not we're going to tease we'll that. We'll tease that. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, when you pay people, they definitely uh, treat you better. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a point with that, but I forgot where it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you came on. Oh, but for the record, I asked... Matt and I, everyone who's come on here, I asked them if they would have done it if I didn't pay. So it's actually a question I always ask mm. people because yeah. it gives you because it's off off Broadway, and I'm trying to see. It is nice for people listening to the podcast. That's always something I think people are like don't want to always talk about. So to have a this podcast kind of delve in is helpful. I think right, right. I think also I think right of first refusal is big. And also Huge. 54 Below and Right of First Refusal. I think if you throw that into an opportunity for something that's in development, mm-hmm. I think that that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, now. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about auditions. Um, when we had the script, the audition started. Uh, what do you look for when actors walk in the room? Ooh, I was actually talking to my friend is a director and producer down in D.C., and we were just talking about this because um, she she started as an actress and I started as a dancer for musical theater. And we know what it's like to be on both sides of the table. And she was just like, when an actor comes in, I just want them to do so well. And she worded it perfectly. She was like, I, they, I want them to be the solution to my problem of not having a cast. That's how she said it. And I was like, that is exactly Right. Like, you don't want anybody... I understand why people are nervous coming into auditions, but you don't want them to be because you're just as nervous that you're not going to find anybody. So you really... I really look for people who I think I work well with. Even with a musical, it's a little more difficult because you kind of have... It, it Maybe you can change up the ranges, but you kind of are bound to the vocal range of the character and also if there's we didn't specifically cast for dancing but if it's a really dance heavy musical you're kind of bound by like danceability but especially for plays it's like I go in with an open mind and if you can convince me that that's the way the character should play and I think we'd work well together and something something that I thought you did really cool too when we were doing um, casting for the summer run is we had all these people come in on audition and then some people that you saw potential with you gave them direction and then mm-hmm. had them do it again and and you could see 
how well they did. Yes, and part of that, so usually some people will do a monologue or a song and then I'll stop and give a note. Or even as simple as you're doing the monologue sitting, could you try it standing? Or something as crazy as it's completely irrelevant to the character. Like, hey, could you pretend that you are, like, just give a totally different motive? Um, And sometimes it's to see if they can play a character in the way I was visualizing it. And then other times, more often than not, it's to see if I think we'd work well together. Because I really like having a very collaborative rehearsal space. And so if, if somebody is looking for me to give them instructions on what to do, that's not so much how I work. I'd rather someone who's going to give feedback and put in their own twist to things that I say and bring their own ideas to the table. And that I think you can tell by giving notes in auditions. And in auditions, would you rather have actors talk more or talk less? Oh, like just to you? Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. I think it just depends on, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that. I think it's just whatever gets across your personality, but also shows me that you're serious about your craft. And I noticed that in auditions too, you like examine the back of their headshot that you look at their resume like oh yeah you really (laughs) really look into that which was good because I just I didn't I like (laughs) because if I see a place that I know something that sounds familiar I'm like latch on text I'm like oh I know some aspect of your training or something like that and then I remember that last part so for the last part for the auditions that we have to move to the next topic um headshots uh you have a thing about headshots for headshots I think Really just make sure you look like the folk. And not only, it's not so much because people are bringing people in because they look a certain way. That's not why. I say it's because if you come into an audition and you look nothing like your headshot, then when I'm going back to try to remember who came in that day, it's really hard for me to remember what your audition was like if you in person look not so much like your photo. So that is why it's not about what I'm looking for because I don't want to cast that way. It's about trying to remember because you could see like 35 people in a day and you want to try to have a quick memory of who who did what. All right, let's move on to rehearsals. So I want to just, this is the idea that you brought for the podcast today. Uh, Before we start with anything, I want to thank our choreographer, Jacqueline. She was also an actress in the show. She gave us her office for half of the rehearsal time. It was a huge space. And it was like, she was like, yep, you can use it for free. And I mean, um, if you have anyone in your life who has an empty office at night, I think that please ask because you'll probably get some space. Mm-hmm. I want to break down some numbers for rehearsal studios because um, people kind of might be interested to yeah. see how much rehearsal studios cost. So um, for those who don't live in New York City, a lot of people uh, do it in their basement or their school or whatever. In New York City, there's no space. You don't have an apartment. Uh, you don't have a living room. Sometimes I don't. You don't have a basement. You don't really have anything. So you have to go out and rent space. And that ranges from about 11 bucks an hour to 30 bucks an hour, depending on the time. If it's before 5 p.m., you can get places that are 11 bucks an hour or 15 if it's um, after five, it starts around 17 bucks an hour for the smallest space. So it really depends on the time of day. Magnet Theater Rehearsal is a good place. Champion Studios is a good place. And also, if you're a Fractured Atlas member, I think that's 10 bucks a month. They have a bunch of studios at a discounted rate. 
Uh, so you can do all those things. But also, I had an idea that I think I'm going to do for our off-Broadway. So WeWork has private offices for like 750 bucks a month. And um, my, I want to rent out a private office and hold rehearsals in that office. Hmm. And then there's conference room for table reads. You can use the printer. And it's a you certain amount everything. of money. That's, That's nice. so smart. <laughs> so I want to do that. for It's, yeah, 750 a month in FIDI in Harlem. I'm also going to ask business landlords, uh, businesses and landlords, if we can rehearse in their rooms. And I'm also curious to see if there's a nonprofit way to do this where they can write it off for mm. taxes. Or they could be like a producer on the show. Like I'm, I, I bet that you can trade. You can trade like show credit, like as an associate producer for a show, or something, or a tax. I'm sure you can yeah, trade. Yeah, no, something. you can. You can do services sometimes, even as a tax write off. So I'm, I'm pretty sure space is like whatever the value is. You right. Write off. Right. Oh, wow. So that those are my tips for anybody who's <laughs> trying to. Fill, uh, fill space. I really think that if you make it in their benefit, um, then it all it all works through. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left, so I want to talk about one last thing: rehearsal space. Uh, for Good Morning New York, we moved from the rehearsal space right to opening night. Yes. We had one barely run through in the theater, but not really. It was a it, it was, was like a quick cue to cue. It was like two hours for a ninety minute show. So what is it like? for the whole cast and for all of you guys going from a random empty space to that. I'll say it's harder for a musical because I've done plays like that before where you can kind of, you can rent out a space that's the size of the stage and then tape it off. But with a musical, you're bound by rehearsal studios that have pianos, which price in a good price range tend to be smaller. So we didn't actually get to rehearse in the proper dimensions Mm -hmm. of the space. Yeah. Yeah, it it can be super disorienting. I think that I think that because I've done a lot of shows in New York, I'm sort of used to like that last minute kind of you're not in the space super long because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of thrown in, but I feel like the set and like the tables and the logistics of our show in particular were the yes. craziest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were crazy cuz we never really got to do the full transitions until opening night. No. Show, I, yeah, by show 3 I think it was we were smooth sailing, mm-hmm. but the first two nights it was a lot of open dialogue between the cast and myself of like what transitions can we cut? Yeah. Is there we switched out some chairs? Like you really have to be open to just making changes to accommodate, I think when yeah. you're switching something and and we not only switched to a black box theater we then switched to a super wide giant proscenium stage with a tech with a five-hour tech but show day and so Jacqueline and I the choreographer um the entire process we were very much thinking how can we block and choreograph for both spaces in a way that this will be like very easy to expand (laughs) yeah and a producer tip um do not invite an investor or a potential producer to that first week no oh my god don't everyone does that it drives me insane morgan and i were talking about this everyone does that first week opening night do not no especially when you don't have like a residency at a theater where you're really rehearsing in this space and also for context good morning new york had one crew member backstage so it was the cast doing all the scene transitions and it was like i said by by the third show, we got it down pat, and all the rest of the shows I felt were super smooth, even mm-hmm. transitioning to the new theater. Yeah. But the first night was the transitions were long, and the <gasps> second night, 
the we ended up switching out a prop for night three because the second night it, we had an easel that just kept falling over and so it was like mm-hmm. trying to just figure out what's gonna work and then by night three it was like oh oh suddenly this everything is, was so easy yeah suddenly it was I beautiful. remember one night I just was like I'm not moving I'm just not moving it I was supposed <laughs> to move something on stage and it was just so difficult for me in that moment with everything else going on I was just like no I can't do it it's so, so hard we have an episode on set design coming up in a few weeks <laughs> oh, gosh. and we're gonna save it for that okay but okay. really do not invite because I remember I did invite someone important Ms. to Rao. opening night and those transitions I was like oh, oh that looks mm-hmm. rough so lesson learned also previews help you know um, yeah. So how uh, how can people get in contact with you if they want a director? You but you might be busy next year doing this show. Uh, <laughs> how can people get it? Morgan too. She's busy. Um, uh, but I can't tell you how or when or why. <laughs> um, how can they get in contact with you before uh, if they want you? Oh, I have LinkedIn and then I have a website. So it's BridgetGraney.com. Should I spell it? Or I don't know. Yeah, spell it out. B R I D G E T. G-R-E-A-N-E-Y. I'm a grandma, so I don't have, like, Instagram or anything. Call me. <laughs> you can call me. Just kidding. You can Instagram me. I don't have a website. It's terrible. Okay. I'm maker underscore Morgan. Perfect. Awesome. All right, ladies. Thanks for coming in. If you liked what you heard today, go on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Tell your friends about it. We'd love to get this out there. And um, we'll see you next week on the Making a Musical podcast.